Am I good at this angle? Hey, I need to ask. Don't die inside, man. You must ask. But you're okay. Why are you well? She is my goal weight is. Mm-hmm. It's very far from my current weight. I think you found so, Yeah, because you just had a baby, so I had a baby a year. Alright guys, whenever you're ready, you can go for it. Okay. You started it? Yeah, I've started it. So. Oh, okay, you didn't. Okay. Hello, welcome to Happy Mother's Love. My name is Nina and I'm a happy mother. Not so happy today because I've got flu, but I'm working through it. Today I have with me one of my lady's grandmothers. She has a lot of grandmothers, by the way. So this is Santi Koshi and that is one of my bestest friend. Let's win. Okay, so we have, how do I describe it? I'm the youngest, right, Letty? Yeah, you are. And then Letting is the second, and then we have Antikoshi. So today I think it's a really perfect time to talk about motherhood. And um, before we go into the do's and don'ts, I wanted to talk about breastfeeding. And um, mainly, you're going to be doing most of the talking, Antikoshi, because you've done this four times. Antikoshi has four kids. <laughs> so she knows exactly what she's talking about. Um, she can really give us... Um, great perspective of what to do and what not to do in regards to breastfeeding. Um, I am new, very, very new at this. Letwin has two kids, so she also knows, you know, I still have one that's just three months old today. So I'm learning, but I enjoy breastfeeding, you know. I, I, I love doing it. It feels, when I breastfeed my baby, I really feel connected to her, and it feels nice to do it. I can't really explain it unless you've done it, but I really enjoy doing it. And I don't get it when women don't. And they don't because of such weird reasons. It's not like medically something is wrong with them. No, it's just the sagging boobs, the so many funny reasons that it doesn't sit well with me. Because even the last time on the previous podcast, I was talking about how in the Bible, God literally said this boobs is for breastfeeding you know and but then we've gotten to a stage in life where we all just decided you know what i'm not going to use it for that purpose so what exactly as a woman which we have it what are you using it for so yeah um i love breastfeeding um i've encountered some problems with it not a not big not serious problems for instance if i do not if i use just one breast the whole day the other one swells up and it, it, it becomes so painful. And I realized that the milk that comes out of it is very watery. It's not as milky as the other one. So I don't think that milk is healthy. So I just tend to take it out and let it throw it or something. Or the last time I tried to use it to bath Nana, because you know, they say it's milk. So it's like skin or shine and stuff like that. But I haven't tried it again, but that's what I do. And then, um, sometimes I notice at night, Mama, she, she likes to use my breast to soothe herself. Mm-hmm. So she likes to sleep with it in her mouth and then I bring it out. But at night, the tip, some, the nipple sometimes hurts mm-hmm. when she, because it's one breast that's in her mouth for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. So the nipple starts to hurt, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not that painful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the type of pain I can deal with. So apart from that, I haven't really dealt with, and then I like to think I have a lot of milk. Because I lick a lot. 
sometimes yes. when milk is just coming out, yes. things just pumping out and breast pads get filled up and you have to keep changing them. But apart from those three things that I've mentioned, I love breastfeeding, you know. And I'm gonna do it for as, as I'm I'm gonna do it for more than six months. I'm trying maybe because I've heard that kids don't get sick. Well, they really get sick when they're breastfeeding and there's so mm -hmm. many other benefits associated with it. So yeah. So now let's go to how are we gonna do it? I think we should go to Auntie Koshi first and then we we'll go to the other younger one. Younger, okay. younger. So Auntie Koshi, tell us your experience with it. You know, yes. did you like it? Were you forced to do it no, back in the know. days, um, you know? Um, I'm a mother of four, three boys and one girl. And uh, my eldest son is 26. And then at the time when he was born, I only breastfed him for two weeks because I was younger then. Wow. And I didn't know the benefits of breastfeeding as well. So when the child started crying, it was like he didn't get enough Mm -hmm. and, 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 mm. so what I did, I, um, I just stopped and then I put him onto formula. Okay. And what I experienced is that he, um, he got sick very often. He had, um, problems with his chest and mm -hmm. stuff because the formula wasn't that mm. effective for uh -huh. him. And then when I had my second child, I was staying by my sister back then and she forced me to breastfeed the child. She emotionally prepared me for the breastfeeding journey. You need to be emotionally ready to, to breastfeed. So she prepared me and everything, and then breastfeeding just went smooth with him, and I breastfed him for two years. Okay. And then with my third kid and my fourth kid, the same happened. It, it just came naturally, and I enjoyed breastfeeding. And I could see the benefits of breastfeeding in comparison to my first, first child. Time. I could see the child was more healthy. The breast milk act, um, uh, served the purpose of an antibiotic. I could even breastfeed him when I was sick, like having flu, like Nina just told me now mm. she has flu, and she was... Um, she was worried, mm -hmm. wouldn't she pass it on to the baby? And mm -hmm. I said to her, no, it won't, mm -hmm. because breastfeeding is so effective and mm -hmm. the breast milk is beneficial to the child. And another thing about breastfeeding is, when you breastfeed, Nina, you must do like 15 minutes on the one breast and 15 minutes on the other breast. 15. You must try mm -hmm. to balance it. Okay. Yeah, you must try to balance. But don't you always find that there's always a favorite one? There is. Yes. yes. Even for you as mom, yeah. as well, you have the favorite yes. one. Yes. You put the child maybe first on the mm -hmm. left one. Especially because the I right one. Yeah. Then but but, but the, the right way is you must feed the child 15 minutes on the one and 15 minutes on the other. And with a breast baby, you must feed on demand. You mustn't just like feed and say, she just ate it now. Whenever the baby wants, give the baby. Feed on demand. Okay, I, the feed on demand, they told me when, she, when I gave birth. Yes. So they said the first, is it the first few weeks, you should feed on demand. So I did yes. that every time she wanted boo. Yes. But now you get people talking about, your child is going to get fat. You must no. cut down on how much she eats. Do you still think even as... Any, even when they are, let's say, six months, we should still feed on demand. Just feed the baby whenever the baby, the baby wants you. Mm -hmm. okay. I mean, you even quoted something from the Bible. Yes. And if it, it's like God created the breast. those breasts for their purpose. So just, mm -hmm. so just feed on demand whenever the baby wants it. And, uh, yeah, and, and even if your breast gets like 
there are like um sores and stuff. yeah sores yeah. and stuff and it feels like uh, sensitive mm-hmm. and stuff just go feed the baby it will the baby will heal the breast really yeah so it, my mother mm-hmm. always used to say she suck it a uh, so so she'll suck it healthy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that is true yeah that's oh, a thing okay so yeah no breastfeeding is really a, a quite a nice experience and i also noticed that breastfeeding babies are more um what i say clever or more intelligent or i've also heard that oh yeah but it, it's it's true eh? they develop more quickly yeah they develop more quicker and yeah and yeah like my kids, like Jordan, for instance, Jordan only visited the pap- uh, doctor once in a lifetime and she's like nine years old now. <laughs> she only went to the doctor once and it was for flu and when she was six years old then. And That's amazing. So, and the breast milk is always the right temperature at the right time yeah. and always available. Mm-hmm. So, so why don't do it? Yeah. So would you say with your first son you weren't emotionally ready to breastfeed? Yes, you must be emotionally ready. Like for instance, you know you must prepare yourself if I'm gonna breastfeed. You can't do it if you don't want to do it. If you, if you don't, if you feel negative about it and you don't want to do it, don't do it because your emotions will wrap, up, wrap down on the baby, you see. Okay. The baby picks up your emotion. Even when you say it and stuff, the baby picks up your emotion. So okay. just, yeah. Okay, um, we, when it comes to work, Going back to work, so maternity leave is three months. After that, you have. To, did you? I know it's not back back in the days like our great grandmothers. <laughs> did you? Sorry, did you have the option of pumping? Did you pump milk like we have to do these days? You know, funny enough, I never owned a breast pump. Eh? I never, never bought a breast pump. It's just like nature. So nature regulated my milk. Oh. When I went back to work, the first two days, mm-hmm. I had problems because it was like, you know, leaking and stuff and mm-hmm. I had to use breast beads. Yeah. But afterwards, by the nature just regulates it. Like, in the morning, I would breastfeed the child before mm-hmm. I go. And in the afternoon, when I come back, you know, even if I stay later at work, it will warn me that I have to be at home oh. by a certain time and then I'll breastfeed. But I, then I never had the problems of like during the day it would leak or whatever. So you never pumped into... I never owned a breast pump. I, I see now, my, my, even my, my daughter knows, I need to buy a breast pump. Yes. I said to myself, I never So the baby never took a bottle? No. No, my babies never took bottles. Three of them never. Are you serious? No. So they were fine when you were at work? They were like, they fed them. The other one was fed with a teaspoon when I was at work with milk like that. They never pumped up. When I was out, when I was at uh, work, they used to give them not even formula. can't even remember what they gave me, but it wasn't <laughs> even formula. I never bought formula. I never used the breast pump either. I don't know. But nowadays, they, they, they pump. Mm-hmm. You can they pump, pump and then leave and it. Then, yeah, make it, and then they'll give the baby. Wow. I was lucky. I, I, maybe I was just, just one of those lucky mothers. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Okay. And I used to breastfeed my kids for two years at a time. All of them. Except the first one. Except That's the it. first one. <laughs> but he's fine now. Okay, thanks, Auntie Koshi. And you, Letty, let's talk about your breastfeeding journey. How has it been for you so far? Well, with my first son, my journey was a bit 
hectic. It was an emotional roller coaster because it was like, okay, I don't want to breastfeed for too long because apparently my boobs are going to droop. But then now when you research it, actually the pregnancy itself that makes your breasts, you know, the, the weight gain, the fluctuation, oh. the full of milk, uh, not full, full of milk. Yeah. Mm. It's not actually the breastfeeding itself. Feeding that sags. That mm. sags and sometimes your genetics. Yes. Who you are. <laughs> you're a droopy, a droopy you're boob not a girl. Boob. You're a droopy boob girl. There's nothing it's you can do about it to prevent it. So I didn't know all that information. So initially with my first son, I thought, okay, I'm going to breastfeed him for a month. You know, he's going to get the whatever he needs to be strong. And mm. after a month, he's going to survive the weight of life. Then I'm going to switch to a bottle, a bottle formula mm -hmm. in the bottle. So uh, actually, so when I started actually, okay, when I gave birth and then I had him in my arms, I was like, okay, so how can I not breastfeed this person? He needs breast milk. And you know, I'm being selfish, you know, like rethink your decision. So, okay, I rethought it and I said in three months, <laughs> I will switch to formula. Yeah, to formula. And then after three months, I was like, okay, you know what? In six months, I'm going to switch to formula. <laughs> so, yes, I did. In six months, I tried. No, I didn't try formula. I tried the bottle. He didn't take He was not happy with the bottle at all. So, I was like, you know, when you're breastfeeding, it's not only for the baby, it's also for you. Mm -hmm. It's a bonding moment. Sure. You find yourself looking at the baby while he's feeding you, like, oh my God. I made this human, I'm so in love with this human. Oh my God, look at this innocent soul. He's feeling so happy, so peaceful. How can I stop him? How can I just be so selfish because of droopy boobs? So that's why I extended for so long. So after six months when it didn't work out, he didn't take the bottle at all. I was like, okay, fine. Let me try one year. My mother said two years. So I tried and I tried and I tried until one year, six months, then I, I was like, okay, I had to stop. Why did I stop? Because in public, he was now so... Demanding. Yeah, demanding. <laughs> when it was time to press you, he would literally bring out the boob right. in, <laughs> in any way, wherever. Because, you know, it's a baby. He doesn't know that we're in the middle of judgmental people. Let me not... Yes look for breast milk he would like i want breast milk so you just bring it out and then out of sheer social pressure i stopped him not because i wanted to but because i was like and then you know the pressure of oh he's so grown he's right. why are you still breastfeeding him he's a big boy now because a boy why uh like you know you're like in the pub in the public he would just pull it out <laughs> He would just pull it out and be like, I want milk, I want milk. So yeah, that's why I stopped him at one year, six months. And then uh, my second daughter, I also said the same thing. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to go so long as the first one. I'm going to really just be like one week, one month. We're done. I'm just going to start you off with a bottle. Because I thought, okay, fine. My son was six months. He was already used and accustomed to the difference he knew the breast he knew the bottle mm -hmm. he was like this felt plastic mm -hmm. this i know the real thing so why are you giving <laughs> this plastic uh -uh. give me the real thing yeah. so i was like okay with my daughter i'm going to start giving her the bottle at one month 
okay, you know, I'm, I don't know, I'm going to pump, I'm going to buy formula, but I'm not going to breastfeed her for as long as one year, six yes. months. And guess what? Yes, top. I'm here one year, six months, and I'm still breastfeeding. breastfeeding. Oh, nice. <laughs> ah. yes. Not even, I'm here one year, uh, eight months, and I'm still breastfeeding. So, And now I'm not even sure when I'm even going to stop. stop. Does she like bring with, it out in public? Oh, she brings it out. Well, she even tells me to sit down. Wow. Yes. But you're now more comfortable with the judgments mm-hmm. around you. Yeah, I know. It's like, ugh, come guys, I'm, I'm a mother. Boobs are made yeah. for breastfeeding. So yes. Relax. Even if they're not as firm as you would expect when I bring it out, I, yes. but I, it's, it's just to feed the baby. So, so you shouldn't. Chill on your comments. Okay. And, and you can't even cover them when you're breastfeeding. You know when they're small, you yeah, can you, cover. You cover, but now when they grow, you can't. Because they bring it out. True, true. And did you have problems with breastfeeding in public? No, I don't. Do Where people look and you just weren't paying attention yeah, to no, them? My, my son didn't even want me to cover my breast. breast. Mm. <laughs> and I just didn't care. True. It's your problem if you, if you feel like... Because they're going to judge you if the baby's crying. They're like, exactly. why is the baby crying? Why don't you give the baby what the baby wants? Exactly. Now you give the baby what the baby, baby wants, wants, they're going to judge you still. So you might as well just... Yeah, just breastfeed. Give the baby his food. <laughs> sure. I didn't... I don't have a problem with what people are saying right now with regards to breastfeeding. I remember the first time my father came to visit in the hospital when Nana was just born. I was very conscious because he got there and she started crying. And he's like, breastfeed her. And I'm like, are you going to stand there and watch me? Yeah. And he's waiting. Breastfeed the baby. Yes. I'm like, okay, he's not going to have a problem with this. So let yeah. me just do it. Okay. So I did it. The same thing happened with Tukuli's daddy. He came over. She was crying. Nina, this child is hungry. Breastfeed. Yes. I'm like, oh, okay. Are you going to stand there and watch me? Yeah. <laughs> and he was waiting. Breastfeed the child. So I was like, okay, these two people, well, my parents, in a way, you know, are comfortable with yes. it. I just I'm like okay there's no issue with any other person outside so when we're out and she needs to eat just find somewhere the first day I did it it was very weird we went to this camp to buy something and she was crying I was like oh my goodness this camp there's no way to sit even so we had to walk out of the shop saw a little thing there by the mall sat down and breastfeed her it was just natural and that time at that moment you're even so concentrated on feeding the child you're not noticing any other person so people that have issues with breastfeeding i feel like i mean you were breastfeed as a child you know so why would you judge another person doing the same and another thing is just to give the pregnant mother a few tops Mm -hmm. um you must prepare your breast as well for breastfeeding okay like for instance she could from the sixth month you could just use, you know, you sometimes your nipple is like blackish. Yes. You could just use an old toothbrush or buy a new toothbrush, especially for that. And then you just um, wash it with a toothbrush. You'll see the dirt coming it's, from it. It happened. Yeah. And, um, really? and sometimes mm. if you don't have an exposed nipple, mm. then you must start like playing with your breast or just pull it mm. so that your nipple can become exposed. It will make it easier for the child once this child starts sucking. Okay. To, to make on. it easier, you know, to 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 to, to latch on. Yeah, to latch on. And uh, another thing is also, uh, yeah, for the pregnant mother, and you prepare yourself psychologically, telling yourself that I'm gonna enjoy breastfeeding, I'm gonna do this, you know, and everything. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a, she must prepare herself from the 
pregnancy onset. That this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to feed my baby on demand. I'm going to feed my baby for as long as baby wants or as long as you can manage. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, with regards to helping, because what the midwife told us when we went for the antenatal classes, she's like, you need to stimulate your boobs. Yes, you Stimulators yes. so the milk produce, uh, production will yes, you know, happen. Yes. So I used to play with my nipples a lot, yes. do yes. that, squeeze it. And I noticed the dirt thing you were talking about. Yes. Because when I put my finger like this, the black thing comes yes. out. But I didn't know what to do with it, so I just left it like that. Yes. But then I realized when she came and I was breastfeeding her, once, okay. when her mouth's thingy, I notice black things and I'm yes. like, what's going on? That's when you notice this. Because even you your tummy, yes. that line mm. starts to chip off. Does I'm it? I'm like, this is it dirt. Does. So I start oh. to scratch it with the thingy <laughs> and it came off. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. That is not natural. <laughs> so I started to actually, and it did a lot of stimulation, yes. you know. And as women, ask your partner to help you as well. Yes. You know, if you, because I know some women find it weird touching themselves. Oh, well, yes. you never. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, I didn't. So, uh, yes, yes ask, she said you should ask your partner to do it for you, you yes. know. That's why they say you should also have a lot of um, sex during pregnancy. That's what they told us to do. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that for... To push labor. Yeah, for labor. Mm -hmm. So if you're having sex... <coughs> Sorry. If you're having sex, then you should stimulate your boobs. You should play with it. It's re mm -hmm. Is there any food? Because I, I had a lot of porridge when I was well, when, I, yeah, when I was pregnant. Break, when I was pregnant, yeah. I had porridge. And doing breastfeeding, mom made me a yeah. lot of porridge. I don't know about the food actually, but I think it's like an old mother. Mother's tale. Oh yeah, mom's tale. Because our, our parents used to force us like to take bun pap. You know, it's porridge, mm. oh, okay. milk porridge. You know, and also like they'll say that some people say stony would give you lots of milk, <laughs> but on the other side, stony is so acid, yes, really and stuff, and it will affect the baby's stomach. Mm. It comes to the next thing about your diet while breastfeeding, especially during the first six weeks and seven weeks. You okay. Know? Yeah, you shouldn't get up. We have a lot of food with acid and spicy food, food. and stuff because the baby would get cramps. Remember, the baby yes. was smiling. Your baby was smiling. And I smiling. thought she was smiling. She, she thought it's a smile. And well, I said, the baby no. had cramps. It was cramps. The baby had cramps. <laughs> oh, so so you were like, oh, she's smiling at such a young age. <laughs> Two weeks cramps. The baby is smiling. No, it wasn't a real smile, it was because of cramps. cramps. Oh. And it all depends on the mother's diet. Mm, I had a so lot you of chili always, food. You must always be mindful of your diet. As well. When you do breastfeeding as well. You must be mindful. Well, of for me, it was a lot about drinking tea. tea. Oh yes, black yeah. tea. Yeah, tea. Yeah. But I never did, because I never really struggled with milk production. So I really didn't. And then uh, my diet was actually spicy food yes. based on the, the men that I'm, <laughs> that I'm yeah. married to. Yeah. Where if you give birth, they give you a lot of spicy food. Wow. Apparently it's for your uh, body to get back to normal, normal state. Mm. Yeah, so they give you a lot of spicy food. Like literally my, my, um, my mother in Christ, my pastor's wife, when I gave birth, the morning she brought me uh, spicy pepper soup. Wow! You know mm. to to drink right that, there. That's all I ate for quite a while, eh? Mm. Yeah, she would come cooked, already to give it to me. This is what oh, this okay. is what you need. 
Sure. So, um, I think it's also about, uh, I wouldn't say ignorance, it's about research. You yourself yes. need to find out what? that, okay, is this spicy food going to affect the baby? Or not? Or not? Is breastfeeding what I eat? Is, gonna, is it going to affect the baby? Because I really didn't. No, well, this is with my first child. child. I think I stuck to my normal diet. Mm. Didn't okay. change. The only thing I changed mm. was adding a lot of spicy. <laughs> so the spicy food didn't affect the child in any way. My son, he, I think my son. I don't know if it's genetics. My son was an angel. Um, my nice. daughter, on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> that's she another is story for another day. Okay. Um, when it comes to breastfeeding do you, you think back in the days with our well mainly with like do you think they did it differently to how we're doing it now yes i think they did it differently because most of our moms way big they were not career orientated they were not working mm-hmm. they were at home all day all long time. so they could breastfeed by a children on demand and stuff like that. In comparison, I mean, you guys, you, you need to work on your career as and well. all that. So you have to pump and leave milk at home, you know, stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, they did it differently and they used to just give anyway in public. Anyway, they the child yeah. wants. Yeah. Do you think, um, what I wanted to ask is, do you think the length of which we, for how the lengths we breastfeed our children for affects how we bond with our children, like the relationship with them. Because I don't know if it's because I'm at home right now, I'm not back at work yet. I realized that me and mama are very close. She, she, she latched onto me very tightly. And I don't know if it's because I'm with her all the time and I'm breastfeeding her all the time. And because a lot of parents these days are not as close to their kids. You know, I wouldn't uh, say that because I know uh, many women mm-hmm. that um, that uh, that uh, that gave their children formula, mm-hmm. formula fed kids and mom. Yeah, that is a very close, close relationship as well. Okay. I know many of them, okay. and on my um, from my own experience, mm-hmm. I could see like Cohen. I breastfed Cohen almost three and a half years. Wow, and Cohen is. So attached to me. <laughs> and you to him. Of all my children, children, he's the most attached to me. He'll follow me wherever I go. He'll have my interest at heart. You know, he's just so attached to me. I don't know, is it the breastfeeding part or, of it or whatever, but I've met people that, that um, I met formula fed babies and mums that's like very close, very, very close to each them other. everything. They love their children as much as I would love my breastfeeding baby. Okay. Well, mm. for me, I think that it's, um, what will I say, it's, it goes both ways. Yeah. Because when you have the baby when you breast, you just feel that overwhelming love, I know. Mm. that emotion, it's like, it overtakes you. It's powerful. And I'm thinking it's the same with the baby. They're like, oh, uh, my, I don't know. My mother, mother. <laughs> <laughs> my mind. mother with this glorious book. Because oh. when I find, uh, I have a couple of friends who, two actually, who have uh, still breastfeeding. Their children are almost four years old. Now I tend to think that it's more of the mother attaching to the baby. Mm. That motherly, I don't want to let go, I don't want to let go. Because at this point now, the baby is fine. It's no longer a baby. It's a, it's a 
it's a Person. child. But then there's that bond that you get when you put the baby on the milk. Mm. You know, that, that, that overwhelm, that overwhelming love. So now you don't want to let go. That's, when you, that's why I think we, some mothers tend to overextend the time, the social time limit, four years, five years. Because then you find some mothers where the, the child has now come to his senses. He knows that I mustn't be breastfeeding. So let's do this in private. <laughs> <laughs> the child will go over there and be like, Mommy, come. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, come. It's time to do yeah. it. <laughs> Why? Because the child has come to his sense that, okay, this is not right. Mm. This, oh, not that this is not right. This but doesn't feel right. <laughs> I'm too old but for I it need, no. <laughs> <laughs> I need you. And then the mommy's like, oh, my baby wants me. Okay, I'm coming. You get that sense of what, what I'm saying. True. Yeah, so I think it goes both ways. You attach to the baby and the more. Baby. And the baby yeah. also attaches to you. Okay. Yes. There's, a, There's connection a connection okay. With formed. me, I haven't... We tried a bottle um, because we wanted to go out at the time. So we pumped milk and put it in the bottle and gave it to Nana. She didn't enjoy it. She didn't have a lot of the milk and she did... The dad says that, no, she'll get used to it. Just, but I don't want to. Even till now, I don't want to give her a bottle. Why? Be honest. Um, I, there's a lot of reason. First, I just... I want her close to me, exactly. you know. Yeah. And with those bottle, I feel like the bottle is taking away something <laughs> that doesn't belong to the bottle. It's mine. And then I feel like if I give her this bottle and she enjoys this bottle and then not my boobs anymore, what am I here for, you know? So I don't want that feeling to be lost now. So no bottle for a while. And then when I'm emotionally okay, I feel like you say you have to be emotionally ready to breastfeed. We also have to be emotionally ready to let go of that feeling. And bottle, to me, will take away that. And I'm just not ready to part with my... That sacred moment, mm. you know. Mm. So she hasn't... I haven't given her the bottle again. We have bottles. But she's not going to try that for some time. And then we'll see where it takes me. And they say breastfeeding helps you lose weight anyway. Yeah. That's a lie. Really? Uh, yeah, for me it doesn't really work. I know. It <laughs> but they say so nice. I've seen it. It it helps some people. Some people. I think it's yeah, genetics. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, okay. I I don't know if it's done anything to me. Really? I wish it would lose the weight on the tummy. Then I'll know that it's losing weight. But otherwise, it's not pregnancy weight. But I didn't get that big during the pregnancy anyway. Mm -hmm. It was mainly my tummy that okay. Um. One thing I realized with motherhood, I also made this mistake is we seem to think that motherhood starts when the baby is here. Mm. They forget about the pregnancy part of the journey, mm. which is not true. I feel like the moment you find out you're a mother, you're pregnant, that's where it starts because mm. a lot of things changes mm. from that moment. Your mindset changes, the way you begin to live changes, your diet, so many things. Emotionally, you're completely different. It just, there are different stages, just like your child mm. is one month, two months. The next stage of motherhood is your baby's here, and now you have this person to deal with. So I want from you, Auntie Koshi, what advice would you give, especially young mothers, because there seems to be a, young, a lot of young mothers in this era that we're in who are not ready for motherhood but then they find themselves in a position where they want to keep the baby. So what advice would you give them? Um, um, 
Well, I think I think that uh, uh, the minute you consider, the minute you realize that you are pregnant and you start falling in love with the baby already, mm-hmm. you know, you you, you get that that bond starts there, mm-hmm. and you you become so attached to your baby. I'm sure you've you've noticed, but your pregnancy, you started talking to yes. your baby, eh? <laughs> you started talking to your baby. You get used to the baby, and you you wait for the birth to come, and it's like. That little baby is the only thing in the world that matters that time yes. for you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you just talk to the baby, you uh, love your child, and mm-hmm. you, mm, that's it. Okay. And you, let's, what would you say? Mine is completely opposite. <laughs> so, for a while, okay, you know, you have life planned, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. have a, a date, uh, a year that you like, okay, fine, by this time I'm going to be ready for it. So, I had a career path. And I got married, and then the unfortunate thing that you do when you get married is get pregnant mm. immediately. You, you're not you're not supposed to get pregnant immediately. You're supposed to at least enjoy, enjoy your marriage. Yeah. Two of you enjoy mm. each other before you introduce another yes. human being. Yeah. So my unfortunate thing was we got married in November, March. I was pregnant. So that's not quite a lot of enjoyment. And I already had plans for that year. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start this. Career-wise, I'm going to do this, I'm to do that. Then I got pregnant, and then it was a little bit of disappointment. Because it was, uh, I don't know, two weeks or three weeks without my tablets. Where I was, <laughs> I was not able to take my pills. And then I thought, ah, no, I'm fine. It's just weeks what can happen in two weeks you know <laughs> well a lot of <laughs> clearly I have a six-year-old so yeah a lot happened and then um, so it was a lot of uh, preparing you know changing the mindset because it takes a lot having a baby is not like it's not so easy to change your mindset you don't just wake up this is like another human you have responsibility over. It's like another human that is now your life. Your dreams are now this human. Your goals are now this, this human. Person. Especially as a mother. Not like a dad. Dad mm-hmm. is like, oh, hi, Nana. How are you? You good? <laughs> Did the baby okay. eat? Ah, cool. You're out. You know, life doesn't really change for the man as it does for the woman. So I, a lot had to change for me. And uh, abortion was not in my books. So I had to adjust. And it was a lot of overcoming the disappointment, the resentment, the failure, the, I don't know, letting myself down, my goals, my dreams, my ambitions, my career, my, my whole plan just fell apart. Now then the baby came and it was like, what the hell was I thinking? This person is like, is everything <laughs> this person is so gorgeous oh my god my life just now became the baby i i just became a completely different person completely 180 it's like can i go here oh no think of the baby can i do this no think of the baby can i leave him i think i stay it was just me and my son for four years just two of us fine with the father coming and saying oh is he good it's okay oh did he change oh <laughs> oh he's so cute <laughs> But it was mostly just us. It was now, he just became my other life. I couldn't imagine what was I doing for all this while without this baby. Like, Mm -hmm. life just became like, what have I been doing all my life? 
because you know this baby is so glorious and then he started he became a toddler <laughs> <laughs> and then it's different and now yeah then it changed and then it went back to uh, okay think, um i think with me it's similar but we're not married um we hadn't been dating for long when we found out that we were pregnant and it was quite um it was it's, yeah, it was, it was a challenging, you know, because you, you come from a culture where they believe, you know, you finish school, you go out there, mm. you, you know, you have a career, you make money, you get married, then you have a child. Now it seems like it was going the other way around. So in the beginning, it was quite a shock and it took some time accepting, but we accepted it because we knew that, okay, this is what we're going to do. So abortion wasn't an option. The baby is staying. Now you have to come to terms with this baby is staying. What do we do from there? Mm. But I think one thing that we we believed firmly firmly in was that God had a plan. Mm. And sometimes that's what helps me a lot to these days. God has a plan. You know, there's a lot of people out there that want kids that can't have it. So if mm. he's giving you this, um, a pastor told me the other day, you know what? We are custodians of these children. We are keepers of them. God has chosen you to keep this child, to take care of this child. You know, he knows what he's doing. Mm. So you should trust in him. So I'm like, okay, he has a plan for us. She's a gift. That's what I believe from the beginning. She's a gift. She's about to turn our life in a very positive way. So let's keep her and we're keeping her and we're doing this. We had to remind ourselves that almost every single day. Every we're doing, minute. Every minute, like we're doing this. You know what? She's going to be wonderful for us. Mm-hmm. And she turned out to be just exactly that, you know? Like, I, I don't, I can't remember my life before she came. I knew exactly. I had a life, but I don't know what I was what doing was in I that doing? life, what it was about. Now I'm more meaning. focused. I'm like, this is my purpose. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. This is how we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Before I think, I, when I think about before, I'm like, I was just going around. Yeah, you know, it's like so the wind was just blowing me. Mm. Now the wind blows me in a direction where God wants me. And I know it's because of this child. So for the young people out there, I like to say, you know what? Sometimes you find yourself in situations that you didn't plan for. You didn't plan for a baby, but the baby is there. You know, you shouldn't have gone and done things when you know you weren't ready. If you don't want a baby, prevent. Be on your pills. Do the things but if you're not gonna do that and a baby comes embrace it it won't be easy it's not trust me you wake up in the middle of the night to feed and you get frustrated and you get frustrated at your partner because you're like why isn't he doing anything you know he's sleeping and i'm breastfeeding well you have the boobies he doesn't but have fun with it you know look for the positive in it look for the positive in their smile and just sometimes go with the flow it will all fall into place. Yeah, it it's meant to fall into place. What else is gonna go wrong anyway? Mm. So you might as well go with it. So if you're choosing to keep that baby, keep her or him and have yeah. fun with him. I'm just thinking of a time when I am so tired at night and I don't wanna wake up to breastfeed and he'll take the baby and he'll put the baby <laughs> on the breast and he'll tell the baby, sorry my boy, I don't mean I have to give you. <laughs> I would. I would do it. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, yeah. um, ladies, thank you. This has really been fun and mm-hmm. educative. It's been educative for me, and it's been a lot educative for um, a lot of mothers out there. 
um, mothers, we need to start to speak out a lot more. We need to stop keeping things in. We need to be stop being scared of judgment. Mm -hmm. People are going to judge you either way. So I'd rather be judged and learn something than to keep quiet and die in that judgment. Mm -hmm. You know, say you're a bad mother, but I know that tomorrow I shouldn't hit my child. Mm -hmm. You know, then you don't say anything and we're, we're dying. As mothers, we're literally dying because we're not talking. Mm -hmm. So this podcast is a way for mothers to communicate with each other. Exchange ideas. Um, we're different cultures. I'm Nigerian. Latwin is Zimbabwe. And Tikoshi is South African. We have, we've grown up with different ways of raising our kids. So talk to each other. Learn a thing or two from each other. And have fun. At it. And let's stop judging each other. You know, just because you have four kids does not mean that I have one. You can't learn something from mm. me. You can. You can. We're changing. The world is changing constantly, you know. So... Let's just, yeah, let's be kind to each other. We need kindness right now. I know I need kindness from other mothers. So let's have fun and be kind. Um, thank you, ladies, for doing this with me. I've actually enjoyed myself, even with my flu. It's been, and Nana has enjoyed herself too. Um, thank you guys for taking your time to listen. Again, it's been a pleasure. I know that we're really busy in our lives. So to take a moment to listen to this podcast is, it's an amazing and it's a blessing. So thank you once again. This is Happy Mother's Love and I'm a happy mother. Mm.